How's it going, everybody? My name is Edward Giles, a.k.a. The Holistic Motivator. Today, I'm going to be talking about a holistic approach to self-care. A holistic approach to self-care. What does that mean? Holistic. Okay, so let's uh, spread it. Whole and then the holistic. Like whole. Right? If it's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, but let's say it's W-H-H-O-L-E. So there's holistic, or we can say whole, as in one, as in becoming one. So a holistic approach to self-care is becoming one. Hmm, becoming one, what does it mean? Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. So, let's think about the movie The Matrix. There's Neo and he's supposed to be the one, right? Neo is supposed to be the one. So becoming one is not necessarily being Neo. But what he meant was, what that meant was, Neo was able to escape the matrix. So he was able to get out a reality that was made up in front of him because he was seeking. And when he saw it, he then found what, I forgot what his name was. He got recruited, and then all of a sudden, Neo is this really super cool guy who's just saving everybody, right, from the Matrix. He's supposedly a savior. And there's something called the neocortex. The neocortex, well, if I'm saying it right. And it, it's a part of your brain that has a lot to do with the overseeing of your decisions. So Neo had a lot to do with observer. So one is he was able to observe the reality and says, hmm, this reality ain't it. This is not a reality. He was able to step out of that and he was able to now see the truth. Eventually he saw that everybody was in pods and they had something plugged up in their head and that's how they were living their lives. So make a long story short, Neo was the one, right? He's supposed to be was the one. So when we think about one, oneness, we think about what else we should think about. That's a movie reference, and then we could think about holy, right? Holy, and you talk about the Father, the Spirit. So you're like, okay, hmm. There's the Trinity, and then somehow Neo and the Trinity, you see that? So the, the movies really took that same one concept from 
the Bible and turned it into the Matrix and used about the same names. Trinity, Neo, Neo had to link with Trinity to be able, you know, you get the whole, get the whole gist. So there was a sense of oneness. Now, let me tell you about another Trinity. We have the triple heater, and then we have the 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 Shen, the Chi and Jing, which is three fields. You have three fields. You got your focus, intention, and will, your divine nature, and if you put your hand on your thymus, you got your circulation, your circulatory, your human nature, and then you got your animal nature, which is your reproductive and digestive. So that's also three in one. So holistic is about convergence. Holistic is about converging all the different parts of yourself. Even the parts that doesn't sit right with you, you still have to converge them and have them work together to be able to help you prosper. So what does that mean? So a lot of us, we make gut decisions. Literally, we make gut decisions and we make decisions based on how we're feeling in our gut. So that's utilizing our animal nature. The thing about gut decisions, unless their intention, and unless your focus and intention is directing that decision to doing the best for you, then it can become an automatic destructive decision. And automatic destructive decisions are gut decisions left ignored because it was never questioned if it was right or if it was at a demise to your body. So sometimes we could feel anxious. That's a gut sensation. Gut sensations leads to gut decisions. <laughs> so if you feel anxious, that's a gut sensation. Gut sensations lead to gut decisions. If you feel worried, that's a gut sensation. Gut sensations lead to gut decisions. If you fear, if you feel fearful, like if you fear fearful, the gut sensation becomes a decision. Now, if you put an intention, a focus and a will, then guess what? You can turn your gut sensation into a better decision. If you put intention, focus, and will behind your decision, you can turn your gut sensation to a better decision. So you can feel bats in your stomach, bats of fear. Like, yo, I'm scared. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh no. That's a gut sensation. So if you say, you breathe. then you're like all right I don't know what's gonna happen but I can handle all things through Christ which threatens me so by being able to focus intend a word affirm something that's my affirmation and then follow through you're able to turn a gut sensation into a better decision you're able to turn a gut sensation into a better decision. And what I mean by that is, 
you just took what you felt in your belly as fear and you converted it into courage. So you can convert fear into courage. And the way you do that is by having a focus on is the way you do that is by having a focus on what you want to happen and then literally following up with the belief that that's what's really going to happen. So it's faith. So turning fear into courage, turning worry into action. How do you turn worry into action? By turning, how do you turn worry into action? Start some plans. You turn worry into action by starting some plans. A lot of times, the reason why we're worried is because we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. And we're not sure if it's gonna be in our favor. And because we're not sure it's not gonna be in our favor, sometimes we assume it's gonna be at our demise. So my question is, just because it's, you're not sure if it's gonna be at your favor doesn't mean it's gonna be at your demise. And in layman terms, that just means just because you think it's, it's not going to work out for you, just because you think it might not work out for you doesn't mean it's definitely not going to work out for you. They call this all or nothing thinking. This is a cognitive distortion. A cognitive distortion is when you make complete is when the thoughts that you're thinking are not necessarily looking at all the sides of the situation so i'm not gonna say it's not true but it's distorted distorted mean it's probably looking at one side of the mirror but not all the sides or saying that one side means that all the sides are like this or jumping up to a conclusion and falling into a ditch jumping up into a concussion <laughs> okay that was uh that was kind of funny right jumping into a concussion so that means you just had a concussion because you just jumped into a ditch that you created so i know i'm making it feel like yo okay hey this seems very serious well i'm here to say it is serious i do it's serious but if you really, really look at some things from others' perspective, you're going to see how, man, you know what? I am definitely jumping to a major conclusion, conclusion. So you hit yourself up in the head for something that you did wrong today. And you gave yourself a life sentence of being in this burdensome forever. Okay. All right. Uh, you know what? I failed. Like you like, you know what? I failed at this, but you know, and then now you said, I'm going to fail forever. You see, that's not true. So taking a holistic approach to self care has to do with convergence of your mental focus, intention, and will, your divine nature. So we're going to talk about the third eye. So remember I said, if you put your hand on your forehead, this is where the shin field is. This is also, if you go way deeper, where the little P-shaped pituitary gland, one of the major endocrine glands that secrete a lot of your hormones. And you definitely need that. 
And as you decalcify your pineal and your pituitary, you start to be able to be intuitively guided where you can, your, your path becomes illuminated. Mm, let's leave it at that. And if you put your hand on your forehead and just really breathe in and put your hand on your forehead and breathe in, right? Feel the heat from your palm and go the chi from your palm emitting to your forehead and you breathe in and then you breathe out. You breathe in and then you breathe out. And then say, my intention is to, by focusing on and willing to do regardless of what, my intention is to, by focusing on and willing to do regardless of what. I love that. I just came with that just now. My intention is to focus on what? While willing to do regardless of what? Fill in the blanks. Say that affirmation and get into action. So that's how you turn a gut sensation into a constructive action. Yes, that's it. So by that I mean, when you feel fear, and I call fear bats, you need to, well, I'm not gonna say you need to. You have the power to breathe in, focus, set an intention, that's the breath. By breathing, you already set an intention. By breathing, you set an intention to heal. And then by breathing, your focus switches from the problem to your power. And then your focus is already elevated. And then now you're like, okay, I am willing to choose the path of courage. And you breathe in, you breathe out, and I'm going to do this regardless of that. And then you move forward. When worry comes, bam, worry. What did I say? Intention, focus, and will. You breathe in. I'm willing to plan a way to do by focusing on A, B, C, D and willing to do this every single day until I reach my goal. Okay? And then boom, that's for worry. You see how I put my hand on my forehead? Because when you're worried, you do that. And then the next one is for anxiety. Anxiety is like bees, which means they don't just sit in a dark cave and then fly like fear does. They're always buzzing. They're like All right, it feels like, ah, damn, my shoulder, right? They're like little dark sensations, right? I'm not making this stuff up. I know what I'm talking about from personal experience. So anxiety feel like bees. And okay, anxiety comes, that's the gut sensation. What's the decision that's gonna transform the gut sensation into a better action? Well, intention. My intention is to focus on my work by willing to do what's necessary, what's necessary to complete this today. Regardless of all of this 
all, regardless of all of the distractions. My, in, my intention is to focus on my work and willing to stick through all of the time or whatever I have to do, regardless of all of the distractions. Okay, that's how you convert your Jang into Shin. That's how you convert your gut sensation into focus intention and a willing for action that will lead you into what you want. That's a holistic approach to self-care. That's the convergence of those three fields. So now I know that's that I know I really went in on that one. If you stuck through the terms, then you really got what I meant. Okay? So now, what are some practical things you can do? Holistic approach to self-care. Well, drink tea. Drink tea. There are teas for everything, right? I'm outside, so I got a tea for everything out here. There's tea for constipation. There's tea for anxiety. There's tea for depression. There's tea for bloating. There's tea for everything. And it's just a Google click away. I don't even gonna tell you. Or you probably have all this stuff saved in your post. So have tea. Okay, gauge in mindful movement. Mindful movement. Okay, what's mindful movement? Well, there's mindless movement and then there's mindful movement. Mindless movement is when you get less mind as you move. I'm just kidding. But if you keep, if you say this is robbing my brain cells, it's almost like it's mindless. That's what I meant by less mind. It's robbing your brain cells. Mindless movement. Like doing like a tedious task over and over without even paying attention to it. Or just like even working at the gym can be mindless because you're just kind of going through the motions. But a mindful movement is when it fills up your mind, right? You don't feel like you're losing brain cells. You feel like you're gaining some. Those are mindful movement where you're focusing on the movement and you're not just wondering to yesterday while you're moving. You're wondering in the movement. This is a mindful movement. So Qigong includes you, you combining your breath with your movement as you do it. So you look like, for instance, one of them is the cheek cups where you're looking at your palm and while you, while, you look, while you're looking at your palm, you're also breathing and you're moving and you're doing the cheek cups. So what is that doing? It's fueling up your mind. You're like, why, what do you mean? Okay, so it's actually adding brain cells, literally. Here's how it happens, okay? Let me drop the science on you. So you have left and right brain and you have neural pathways. So as you move in the left and the right, it forces both sides of the brain to work. By doing that, activating both left and right hemispheres, what you're doing is you're building new neural pathways in your brain. So by doing mindful movements like yoga, qigong, coordinated dance moves, or just breathing as you walk, sensing the toes hit the turf, striking to the midfoot to the heel, as you rock, as your arms swing, and you lean forward and you constantly walk 
you literally sense the arm moving, the breath, the trees, the wind hitting your face, the, the, the person screaming, uh, the person uh, running across the street because you don't got a mask on, and you know, all the other stuff, the anxiety, you know, all the stuff you got to deal with. You just like sensing all of it walking, and then you feeling everything that's going. See, that's mindful. It doesn't mean, mindful doesn't mean woo woo uh, or or like uh, some people are skeptical about mindful because they think it's mystical because no it's just sensing it as it is it isn't necessarily making it better than it is now you could be you could see it through a positive lens that's mindful but it mindfulness is not necessarily seeing it like roses and butterflies mindful is seeing it as it is now some people have a clear positive mindful lens what i mean by that is they see it as it is but it's they see it as it could be now not as it should be should is one of those words that you feel obligated to achieve but as it could be could saying possibility should saying shooting all over yourself like tony robbins says could saying could hmm this could possibly happen hmm hmm you see could has no obligation it's just opportunity so as it could happen that's mindful with positive lens now if you're mindful with negative lens now that's very hurt hurtful now let's practice on being mindful with neutral lens and then let's work up to positive lens based on where you're at but please do not go down to the negative lens and if you're there right now then it means that my goal is to fuel enough light so we can balance that negative lens so what do i mean by that a negative lens in mindful mean that you see things as it is but you see it worse right so you like you see you see the tree and you see a spot on the leaf but now the the black spot overtook the whole green because you only focused on the black spot well there's one black leaf and then 900 green leaves and then there's you saw the black leaf the whole tree became black because you only looked at the black leaf that's a negative mindful lens now why do i say that well because what's happening is a sense of consciousness over time focus on the negative is actually worse than mindlessness i rather you mindlessly walk through your life rather than mindfully focus on all of the darkness every day it's called being dark woke or woke in the dark right so that's actually i feel like that's very bad for a lot of people and uh, just wanted to share it with you. So let's focus on either being neutral, see it as it is, or being more positive. Now, just because you have a negative mindful eye on doesn't mean that you can't take the glasses off or wipe them off or put a new glasses on. Yeah, you could change the glasses, right? So you can change your perspective, what they call it, paradigm, if I want to use it. Uh, nine cents, ten cent word or a dime word, whatever they say the same. So you can change your paradigm. So 
how do we take a holistic approach to self-care to change our paradigm the way we're seeing things when you change the things when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change so i heard that from made popular by wayne dyer i'm sure he didn't come up with it but that's where i heard it from the most when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change so let's change things the noun into now into different nouns when you change the way you look at life the things you look at in life change when you change the way you look at your health your health starts to change when you change the way you look at your body your body starts to change when you change the way you look at your finances your finances starts to change when you change the way you look at your sexual energy your sexual energy starts to evolve and work for your creativity rather than your detriment so when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change so start to change your perspective so how do we evolve our perspective well there is a study done that reading a good self-help book is just as effective as a therapy session and just as effective as taking Prozac which is an inhibitor for serotonin hmm why is that well because it's almost like it helps you put the cognitive distortions in check and it depends on how the book is written for instance the book uh, that I'm recommending that you read that would be beneficial let me actually grab the title for you I'm the book I would recommend you read that would be very beneficial and talks about cognitive behavioral therapy is why did I forget the title okay there we go it's feeling good by David D Burns feeling good by David D Burns so the book they made they had a study feeling good by david d burns they they had a study in that book that said after patients read the book they had they recovered from their from their depression just by reading the book alone so you're like how do you change perspective put a better glasses on well you know what i can't let you take my lens my mindset my viewpoint my perspective I can't give it to you like I can't take what's in my head and just say take it right but what I can do is for the next you know for the last 26 minutes we've been on I just allowed you to wear my glasses for a little bit now you're like I don't I didn't I'm not wearing your glasses well you're not but what you're doing is you're putting them on from time to time when you're like uh, let me check out let me check out what he's saying on that one not all the time because not all the time you want to wear the glasses so not everything i say resonates but from time to time you're like man that sticks you know you take the glasses you say let me see it from that perspective and then you're like you know i dig that i dig that i dig that and then that's actually 
cognitive behavioral therapy in a sense, right? Because I'm, I don't know your personal problems. However, I am sharing a different perspective. So sometimes when we're looking at a specific thing, we need to change the way we look at when we change the things we look at when we change the way we look at things the things we look can change right so the way is a direction the perspective when we change the way the way the way meaning are you looking at it from the left the right the back the front which way are you looking at it from so when we change the way we look at things the things we look at change so the thing about my camera if i look at it from this perspective it looks a box with a tube straight out but from the side it looks a little bit different so my camera looks different from different sides you see what I'm saying and it's the way I look at it that it starts to change so it's just the same thing it's something to be far away and you got to get close to it in order for you to see really what it is so sometimes we got to get close to things so we can understand what's really happening. So let's get back to it. Self-care is about looking close within yourself, analyzing it. Self-care is self-analysis. Self-care is self-analysis, which means you have to scan and observe how you're actually feeling in order to care for it. So let's say I'm going to take you and I'm going to bring you to take care of somebody that's dear to my heart. And I'm like, please take care of this person. And, and you're like, okay, uh, what, what do this person need to take care of? And then I'm like, I, I need you to, she has arthritis, and I need you to ensure that she moves. She has high blood pressure. I need you to make sure that she doesn't clog up her arteries with white sugar, white animal fat, flour, dairy, and animal products. And then you're like, okay, I need her to move, move. And you're like, okay, she's actually has been kind of alone. So I need you to provide love and support so you can really help her with her chi field. So her circulation can work much better. Can you do that? Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Oh, she's also has a lot of muscle tension because she's been holding like 86 years of emotions in her tendons and tissues and bones. And... She hasn't been doing the body drumming, so her bones are a bit weak because she's a little calcium deficient, and I want you to really help her. So I need you to show her how to pad up her arms, pad down her arms so she can do better. So you're like, okay, I need to show love and support. I need to help her move, right? I need to ensure that she actually has a support system. So like, okay, I'm going to do that. And I need to make sure that I massage her and I touch her. Okay, this is how I'm gonna help my, you're gonna help my elderly grandmother. And then I'm like, okay, thank you for your help. That's what you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna do that. Now, what if you had to help yourself? Now you're in, you may not be elderly and you're not a grandmother, that's okay. You know, just painting a picture in your mind. So now let's say you had to take care of yourself. Wouldn't you want to know what's happening with you? Don't you want to pull the data so you can know what to do about yourself? You want to know, yo, how do I feel? Do I got bats, butterflies, bees? Am I fog? Do I have mental fog every day? 
do I um, worry about the future? Do I plan? Uh, am I holding resentments? Am I in grief? Where's my muscle tension going? Is my shoulders always tight? My chest tight? My booty is always tight? My hamstrings and thigh? What's always tight? Do you need a massage? Self-care is about self-analysis. You need self-data. Everybody got data on you. I mean, you're probably watching from somewhere that has data on you. Because this is stream on the internet. So somehow, if you're, watch, if you're watching, I'm sorry to break it to you. Somebody got data on you. Whatever platform you're watching, this is the truth. So why don't you have the data on yourself? Right? So don't let other people know your re health records more than you know your health records. And what do I mean by that? I can look at somebody and I can see if your shoulders are tight and I can tell if you're anxious. So I'm not saying that to say, hey, yeah, I just know about that, right? Because that's what I do. I'm, this is my, I'm a holistic health coach. So I can, I can sense that. So why don't you have the knowledge that if your shoulders are uptight, it means A, as a woman, you're either angry or anxious. And if your chest is popped out as a male, it means you're angry. So what shouldn't you know that? So that way you can say, hey, I need to, you know, release that tension. So that way, somebody don't know more about you than you know about yourself. So I'm putting you on on this ancient, on this ancient wisdom tip, on this ancient knowledge. So that way you can use, use it for yourself as it relates to analyzing where you're currently at and then taking the action steps to do something different. So the gut, sends a sensation so i talked about how to turn your gut sensations into a willing for action that is serving you rather than hurting you rather than mindlessly turning your gut sensations into a wrongful action so remember how i said the whole bees anxiety did you know that these gut sensations also has actions relatable to food so when you're anxious you feel like you're the grinding of the teeth. You would really like, you would really, really, really like something salty. But when you're angry, the grinding of the teeth. Now, you, you know how they, there's a statement that says they gave me hell. It just means that they burst forth a lot of anger. They, they just, they tornadoed out. No, not tornado, I meant a volcanoed out. Right? They gave, they gave me hell. The anger out of them burst. And then there's a gnashing of the teeth and hell has a good significance if you've ever read that. Gnashing of the teeth. And it so happens that anger, which has to do with heat, has to do with gnashing of the teeth. Crunching. So when people are angry, they have TMJ, or they, they lock, get, their, their jaw get locked, they grind their teeth a lot, and they want to eat crunchy food. So by being angry, the gut sensation says, oh, let me have some chips. And if you're anxious, you're like, let me have some salt. And if you're worried, you're like, oh my goodness, I am worried. So now you want to this creamy, crunchy, salty. If you're worried, you're going to want you're gonna want some, definitely don't remember the one for it. But when you need love, you're gonna need sweet foods. And when you need comfort, you're gonna need 
creamy food, right? So each gut sensation has to do with an emotion. And sometimes if you don't get your focus right, your intention right, direct your focus and get be willing to regardless of until you do, then you're going to end up going for the wrong path. So what do I mean? Get your intention on. Well, let me give you a little hack. Hmm. Gut sensation says I'm hangry, hungry, hangry, hangry, angry with a H. <laughs> I'm a hangry. So you're like, okay, crunchy food. Well, let's do a hack instead of instead of processed chips organic sweet potato chips mm. instead of salty chips plantain chips mm. instead of chips in general something crunchy that's a vegetable <laughs> um and i'm not thinking of it just now plantains or something i don't know air fried plantains so hack your emotions to get a healthy version of what you desire. You satisfy the meridian stimulation of the teeth grinding by getting something crunchy, yet it's healthy. You want something sweet, get something sweet that is healthy. Uh, hmm, I want, I want, I want some comfort and love. Well, actually, this might be bad advice, <laughs> but it might be good one. You'd be like, okay, I'm gonna have a smoothie now. It's good. Now, why did I say this might be bad advice? Because you never want your response to emotions to be food. But I guess this can be a hack from starting where you are to where you wanna be. I always say you gotta train yourself sometimes, right? I mean, it would be ideal for me to say, okay, don't respond by eating. But then I found that it's more practice to say, hey, while you keep responding by heating, here's how to do it better, more healthier, and the guidelines. And as you grow, you start to really, 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 really change. So there's one way I can say is, man, be like, be like this. Or I can say, man, these are the hacks I can think of. And if you want to hack it yourself, do what you must. It's your life. Uh, it's your life. I'm not telling anybody what to do. So. I am just co-creating with the creator and I want to thank you all for sharing this space with me today. Thank you all for being here. I was talking about a holistic approach to your self-care. I can go in sometimes, but I just go in. I let it flow and see where the energy goes. I want to thank you all for watching. Y'all have a blessed rest of your day. If you want to listen to this podcast on a consistent basis, you want to go to my website, edtalksdaily.com. And by going to edtalksdaily.com, not only can you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, but you can actually subscribe to the newsletter to get updates via email. In addition to donating to the podcast, leaving a review on that website, and just checking out the shop, right? Checking out the t-shirts, checking out the mugs, checking out some of the products. And another announcement is Audible sponsors this podcast. Now, if you're listening on Clubhouse, this is actually a podcast. 
Audible sponsors this podcast and they have actually offered a free month trial to any audiobook you desire, right? A free month trial to any audiobook you desire. And what I mean by that is going to edtalksdaily.com forward slash audible, you're going to get a free month trial. You can pick your book, pick, pick your goal. Remember what I just shared, the book of this episode is feeling good, feeling good. Check out that book. It's a really good book on cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's one of the most awesome, recognized books out there on it. Very consumable for the average person who's not into psych or anything like that. So go to edtalksdaily.com forward slash audible and get your free audio book. This is actually a way of supporting the podcast. If you haven't used audible yet, just try out the audible for at least for a month and then decide what you're gonna do after and yeah so thank y'all for tuning in follow my instagram at the holistic motivator and remember you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want but first you gotta believe it and keep have setting forth the intention to focus and be willing to do the things that will get you to where you want to get to um, believe in your power to achieve greatness share your light don't hide it don't dim it have a wonderful rest of your day it's the holistic motivator tuning out peace I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.